Welcome to River of Life Church Sermon of the Week. You'll be able to find all sermons and podcasts at our website at goriver.org forward slash media or other streaming platforms. To access all resources, visit us online at goriver.org. Now be equipped and encouraged by today's message. Okay, moving on. You guys ready? Every year, a lot of people begin to reflect on the previous year during this time. And uh, they begin to think about what they're going to do different in the coming year. Okay? What are we going to do different in the coming year? Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to list you the 10 things that I found online of the, tip, the, top, the top 10 resolutions for 2024. Okay? See if you guys, um, see if you guys can resonate with some of these. Uh, number one, save and invest wisely. Say, yeah, huh, if that's you, okay? If that goes, yeah, that's something I'm, I plan on doing, okay? Prioritize mental health breaks. Yes. Network and build relationships. Yep. Set clear career goals. Yep. Learn a new skill. Yep. <laughs> There's two of you. Reduce screen time and digital detox. Establish a healthy routine. Invest in personal development. Prioritize quality time in nature. And the last one is dedicate times to family bonds. Yeah? So these are the top 10 going on. And next Sunday, and for the next Sunday, like I said before, I'm going to be discussing what our New Year's revelation is like we do every year and put some goals for us to look forward to. However, today... I want to talk about what we shouldn't be carrying into the new year. Okay, what we shouldn't be carrying into the new year, that's called our luggage, our baggage. Okay, how many of you guys think to yourself that you might have some baggage that you carry? Okay, so there's some things that I want to, hopefully by the end of today, and I'm not going to take long, is try to convince you today of some things that maybe you may not be thinking about that is extra luggage that you shouldn't be carrying into 2024. Because let me tell you something, guys. We can't live in the same way that we lived in 2023 like, we, like we're planning on doing in 2024. Something's got to transform. Your life, the things you're doing, see, insanity is, is doing the same things over and expecting a different result. It doesn't work that way. Okay, if you want something different, then you've got to change the routine that you're doing in your life. If you want something different, then God has to get a grip of your mind and begin to transform your mind in the way that he thinks about it so that way you can live in what he is asking you and and, and leading you and walking in that. We have to. I can't tell you, most of the counseling issues and things that, that, I, that I deal with are all about, I'm just not getting anywhere, or I just feel like this, or I just feel like that. So I ask them, so what are you doing differently? And they say, well, nothing. I want that other person to change, but not me. Yeah. Hey, Michael Jackson said it best. I'm looking at the man in the mirror. Ooh. <laughs> it's time to sit right there in the bathroom and look at the mirror and go, what do I need to change? What do I need to surrender? What do I need to give up? What do I need to lay before the feet of the Lord? Why don't you say this with me? It's not luggage. 
if you're not carrying it. It's not luggage if you're not carrying it. I feel that 2024 is going to be a turning year for the Capital C Church, but specifically our church. I believe that we're going to begin to create legacies and live in legacy. Amen? I believe we're going to begin to see some things happening in our life, not, not only just the beginning, but we're, we're going to have some purpose and meaning behind what's happening. And I just honestly believe that God is going to begin to strengthen ties and bonds, but also he's going to take our church to another place. Not only the church. Look, when, when, when the world says, and the world, you look out in the world right now, and we call the world, the culture, the things you like to pretend is happening all over the place, but it's really only happening at like one or 2%. But it may, the, the world makes it so big and so broad and so like they're overpowering the church. I want you to know, I do not, I, I refuse to live my life in the church, the, this church's life in the idea that this generation is lost. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. You can say what you want. You can complain all you want. You can have your own opinions. I, that's totally your, that's totally the, the world's idea. That's fine with me. But I refuse to say that this generation is lost and they will never find Jesus. I believe that this generation, the one that's coming up, the one that's here right now, is going to be one of the most revival generations ever in the course of this world. I believe that with all of my heart. Why? Because the Bible says when sin abounds, grace abounds even more going to happen. And you say, yeah, but you said that before. Guess what? I'll keep on saying it till it happens. But there's some things that we can't afford to carry, us, carry with us that weigh us down and take our attention away from purpose and mission. If you've got your Bibles, I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 29. I love hearing Bibles turn. Remember that old song, 60 plusers? I can hear the sound of angels weep. They bring glory, something like that. Face, surely the presence of the Lord. You guys remember that song? Is in this place. Bethel thought they had all the good songs, but it's really Gaithers that had it all. <laughs> okay, everyone there? Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 29, it says, Come to me, all who labor and who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and what? My burden is light. Doesn't mean that God won't give you a burden. It just means that your burden will be light. So what are some things that we can't and shouldn't carry with us into this coming year? And these things are things that we deal with, all of us, and can sometimes battle with on a constant basis. And these kinds of things that we're gonna bring up here can sometimes leave us defeated and feeling less victorious in our lives. But before I start, I wanna address maybe some attitudes and maybe some people in the room. If you're a person that likes drama, not drama movies, okay? Talking about drama in your life. Back in the 80s, we used to say, too much drama for your mama. 
sorry. If you're a person that likes drama, if you thrive on chaos, if you thrive on instability, because that makes you feel powerful, makes you feel in control, these kinds of people, let me just encourage you, you need an encounter with Jesus. Here's why. Because you'll never be happy. And you're only happy when you're in control of things. Now, just... If the person sitting next to you that is like that, don't say anything to them, but just by a show of hands, do you guys know anybody like that who just thrives on drama, man? Right, they thrive on chaos. If, if everything's perfect in their home, what they do is they throw a grenade in it. Right, they go, oof. And they just like bring up an old past hurt just to see what happens. Or, the, or, they, or, they, or they cause the chaos and they cause the stuff to happen so that way they, the, the world begins to circle around how they feel and the world begins to circle around how they're, how they're doing in life and what's going on in their life. And I'm not negating that there's some things in people's lives that doesn't cause for drama. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking to the people this morning that constantly have to live in that place so that way you can feel powerful on the inside. So you can feel powerful on the inside. See, these kinds of people, they're never satisfied. They're never content. And when things are going good, they always think to themselves, just wait, something bad's gonna happen. I know nobody in the room thinks that. Oh, just wait. It's just a given. Something bad's gonna happen. I'm not saying something bad's not gonna happen, but what I'm saying is this. We're actually doing what the Bible says not to do. We're thinking on the wrong things. And if you carry that into 2024, I believe, and this is my honest belief, that what once was tolerable will no longer be tolerable in your life if you love chaos and if you love instability in your life. That instability and that chaos and that drama will become so overwhelming in your life, you will have a breakdown. <gasps> Pastor, don't prophesy that over me. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying this, that the, that the enemy is out to seek and destroy your life. He's out to kill it. He don't care one lick about you. He doesn't care how powerful you think you feel on the inside. But if we constantly go to that place where we're creating that drama, creating that chaos, God's spirit will not rest upon that. He'll rescue you absolutely. He's there for you always. But I don't want to always just be rescued. I want to live in victory. Amen? So if you want to be a powerful person, you can't dictate nor control what happens on the outside of your life. Come on, somebody. Because powerful people know that, in, that happiness is an inside job. So here's a few things not to carry with you into the new year. Number one, a nine millimeter. No, I'm just playing. No, you should always carry that with you into the new year. <laughs> I had to break the ice there a little bit. I felt a little, felt a little too heavy. <laughs> you should not carry comparison into 2024. Don't let it happen to you. I'm not talking about drama. I'm talking about you comparing your life of what didn't happen with you. The regrets that you feel that you might have. 
The regrets aren't gonna happen, they're, they're, they're gone, but we hold on to those things and we feel like if I can just go back and do that, I will be happy. I want you to know that, that that's gone. It's time to look ahead. It's time to look forward. It's time to look in what's in front of you and what's in right here, in, 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 right beside you rather than looking in the past. So many of us are enslaved to this idea because we feel like we have to measure up to certain ideas and opinions of not just others, but really we feel like we have to measure up to the story that plays in our heads. We feel we have to measure up to this idea that we have in our heads of what it could have been, of what should have been. My marriage should have been. My children could have been. My this could have been. My work could have been. Well, guess what? The could have been has passed. Don't keep living in that place. We're enslaved so many times to what should have happened. And God wants you to get rid of that because what we do is we compare our past to what's currently happening right now in our lives. It's called the spirit of comparison. See, when you live your life seeking the opinion and the approval of others, you become a slave in your mind and soul to others. And this, my friends, is the worst form of slavery. When you live by the opinions of others, you'll never become who you're created to be. Amen? Amen? You'll never become who God created you to be. So what we need to do is live in content of what God has done. And not even what he's going to do for us. So many of us put hope in what he's going to do. And I'm not saying that that's not a real thing. We should. But what we need to do is what has God done and what's he doing now? That's where true contentment comes in. It's not what he's going to do, but what he's already done in our life. So let me just ask this question real quick. How many of you are happy that you found, better yet, that Jesus found you? Amen? If we could just make that the foundation of being thankful, then that will invite the presence of God in our lives for miracles to take place. Us Christians can sometimes get caught up on what he's going to do. And that's okay. I want you to know that I'm a pretty prophetic person. Okay? I am. I can see things. I'm a visionary at heart. But the joy isn't going to come from what he's going to do, but on what he's already accomplished. And that's salvation. That's why the Bible says, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Because we have to bring it back to the basics back to what's real. And what's real is what's in front of you. What's real is your relationship with God. What's real is the, is the revelation of Christ in you. Amen. Number two, thing not to carry with you into 2024 is toxicity. Did I say that right? Toxicity. I even went on Google to figure out how to say that word. I'm not joking. I went, okay, how do I pronounce this? Click, and it went, toxicity. And I still got it wrong. So from now on, just you add the I-T-Y, I'll just say toxic. So there's three things that we should not carry for toxic people. I'm gonna speed through these. Number one, toxic people. 
There's some people in your life that add no value. They add no value. What does Jesus do when the tree isn't growing? He curses it and he says, be gone, it withers away. It dies. What else does he do for life to come into your life? He prunes things, right? There's some people right now in your life that are not healthy for you. Why? Because they add no nutrients to your life. They add no value to you. But yet we want to somehow think, mama, I can change them. Listen, stop trying to change them and get away from them because they add nothing to you. Let me tell you something about gravity. It's always easier to pull down than it is to pull up. If you think for one second that the, the more you hang around them, the more they're going to come up, listen, I want you to know that eventually they're going to rub off on you and you're going to be drawn downward. And before you know it, you have no purpose, no vision, no life inside of you, and you start complaining about everything, and back to the grind you go. Around the mound you go. I'm not talking about winning people to Jesus. I'm talking about the, 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 the intimate relationships and friends that you have, the, the people that you have in your life that do not add value. It might be time to think about who can you cut out. Why? Because God wants to replace them with people that will encourage you. But God cannot replace them if they're still in your life. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, Dang, Pastor Jake, that is hard. I didn't say it. Jesus did. He said it. Yes, we're here to call to win the lost. I'm not talking about the lost. I'm talking about the people that you allow to influence your life. Yeah, and that might be found on channel whatever, Fox News. Yeah, that might be found and some of these people that you get around them and you just start yik-yakking and bib, 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 before you know it, the rest of your life and the rest of your day is bitter. Stop it. Don't carry that with you into 2024. It's not worth it. Because if you're going to change and we're going to say, God, move in your life, then you can't have something dead around you. Cut it out. Moving on. The second toxicity thing you shouldn't have is a toxic environment. I'm a firm believer that Christ in you can change an environment. Come on, somebody. I believe you carry the presence of Jesus everywhere you go. You are a container for heaven itself inside of you. And where you go, your environment, you can change. However, again, if you find yourself being pulled down from an environment and not growing, challenged, transformed, or encouraged to be you, leave. You can't camp there anymore. See, sometimes a change of scenery is nice. But remember, changing your scenery doesn't mean it changed you. There's an old song by Phil Kagey. He used to say this, everywhere you go, you are. Everywhere you go, you are. You have to change. Not just your environment, but sometimes your environment is good for you to change. If it's not adding value, cut it. Also, along with that sentiment, don't leave somewhere because it's difficult or hard. Sometimes your offense is a sign of your hurt. Sometimes getting offended is actually good for you because it actually points out the soft spot that Jesus is trying to reach. So we're sitting in church this morning and I might've said something and you go, hmm, I don't like that guy. He's wearing a Detroit Lions shirt. 
I don't like that guy because he said this and it makes me feel bad. Look, it's because God's trying to reach you in that area of your life. It's because there's something going on that's being addressed that the Holy Spirit is actually coming and highlighting and we need to address it with him to see what he has to say about it. So don't leave somewhere because it's difficult or hard. You need to be healed. If you get offended by certain things, stop complaining about them. Ask God to help you to see where you're offended and ask him to heal you. Amen? Amen. Last one about toxicity. It's toxic hopes and dreams. So you may be thinking to yourself, I thought you were going to talk about like, don't carry like something. No, no, I'm talking about, these are like things that we don't really think about all the time. Okay. That we need to just bring before the Lord and ask him what he thinks about it. So toxic hope and dreams. What does that mean? See, the Bible says that people perish without revelation. Another version says people perish without plans, dreams, visions. But let me tell you something about dreams and visions and hopes. They are good to have. Amen. You got to have them. Your hopes are awesome and we need them, but not focusing on what's in front of you and always hoping for something different never does your mind or your soul any good. Some of us have some hopes and dreams that have passed. God's not camping there anymore. But yet we want to hold on to those. I hope this happens or God spoke to me something that hasn't come to pass. I'm not saying that it won't. I'm just saying, look, if you keep camping there and he's not there anymore, you're going to miss out where God is. Okay? You're going to miss out where God is. This is some good stuff here if you really apply it to your life, right? Because you're going to miss out where God is. And maybe where God is will eventually lead you to that dream and that hope that he had for you, but you're going to miss it if you don't follow him, if you don't walk with him, if you don't spend time with him, if you don't journey with him. See, the Israelites missed the promised land because they had all these ideas in their mind of what it's going to be like. What should have taken 11 days to travel from Egypt all the way to the promised land took 40 years. And God says, I cursed that generation because they did not have faith nor could believe for the promised land. Look, you can keep on hoping, keep on wishing, but that God is not in that anymore. He's into something different. He's into the next thing. I'm not saying lose hope and vision, but some of us are so enveloped in this thing that maybe God spoke so many years ago that we've missed out on what God's trying to do right now in your life. He's trying to grow you. He's trying to teach you. Some of us have relationships that we've been holding on to for way too long. God's saying, move on. Some of us have dreams about this and visions about that. We need, oh God, this is going to happen. Look, I hope I'm getting across what I'm really feeling in my heart. Because the next thing is going to be, it's going to sound counterintuitive to what I'm saying. I'm not saying don't have dreams. Don't let those things get birthed by God. But what I'm saying is this. It may be time to move on and see the next thing that God has for you. See where he's leading you to the next thing. Does that make sense? 
God may not be there anymore. He may have moved on. And it's not that the dream failed, but it was there to tell you, listen to this, that thing that God spoke to you may have never been for you to accomplish. I believe that in my lifetime, I will never see what this church is truly to become. But I'm here to make sure that we get there. And if I never see it, it's okay. If I never see it, it's okay. But I'm here to make sure that whoever's carrying the gauntlet next will see that happen. Whatever generation that might be, whatever next thing that's gonna happen, I believe that God has a plan for this church but I'm not gonna keep hoping for what's gonna happen later. I'm gonna keep praying for what's happening now. Does that make sense? See, because when God speaks to you a lot of the times and and he shows you something big and he shows you something this, I had a lady a long time ago come to me and you can play some music back there, Stephen, real light. I I had a lady come to me a long time ago and say, I see you preaching to millions of people in Africa. I was 16 years old when she said this to me. And I went, cool. And that's always been in the back of my head, right? And sometimes what happens a lot of times with dreams is that God doesn't speak them for you now. He speaks them to you to say, you can do that. I believe in you. He puts that faith, he starts to develop faith and trust in you. You may never get to that point, but that's okay because he's in it for the journey, not the destination. And so when we walk with him and we move with him, he begins to develop. And you know what? That word, it may come true. And it may never come true. But all I know is this, is that right now, right now, What's in front of me, I'm walking with him. Right now, I have you. Right now, I have, we have River of Life Church. Right now, we're creating legacies. Right now, this is what's taking place. So I'm not gonna hope for what isn't, I'm gonna gonna pray for what's now. And see God break through now. Amen? Last thing is this, and this is where it's counterintuitive. We can't go into 2024 thinking that God can't do something. It's called the impossibilities of God. See, and it's not that it's different than what I just said. The difference is something that maybe you want, a dream, a hope, a vision, something that you want. And this impossible thing actually comes from what God is pressing in you right now. Most people have a dream. Listen, but they don't want to work the dream. They just hope it happens. They have this idea in this dream. I see this, I see me doing this, but you don't take steps to make that happen. Remember, God is not your genie. He's your co-laborer. Work with him and he'll unfold the things for you as you go along. 
God rests on movement. Come on. It's the reason why Paul wrote two-thirds of the Bible. It's the reason why that the apostle Paul got shipwrecked so many times, but ended, ended, up, ended up finally going to a place. What he was doing, he was living in the green zone. And that green zone is this, I'm gonna go. Even if I don't feel like, I, like it or if I feel like it, I'm gonna go do it. Because he had this secret, and the secret is, eventually God will move on my life. But God doesn't just rest as you simply just go, anytime, Lord. Anytime, God, you're ready to do this. Nope. He goes, what are you doing now that I can bless so you can keep moving forward? So those are the questions you need to ask yourself and not carry into 2024. See, when God puts something in your heart, this is how you know it's a dream from the Lord. God puts something in your heart and you can't shake it. You can't get it out of your soul. It just means that he put it on your heart to do it and not just think about it. And not just hope that it happens. Now, as I end, this has nothing to do about strategy or procedures. There's a lot of strategies and procedures. A lot of us want to be financially well, but don't want to change anything in our life to do that. If I can just win the lottery, oh baby. Okay, you keep buying your scratch-offs and see where that takes you. And if you win, please tithe. After that, I'd be really appreciative. <laughs> I'm not dogging that. I'm just saying this. That if there's things that God has pressed in you that he wants you to do, he's called you to do them now and not for later. Amen? Because he believes that you can do it. See, so many of us are just one tweak away from making something happen. So I want to encourage you to don't quit, to keep on trying, to keep on moving. However, this isn't about any of that. It's about the big question of, can I? Can I do this? Again, if God has put something in your heart to do, whatever that is, maybe it's that one ministry that God's birthed in your heart to do. Maybe it's that book that you need to write. Maybe it's that business you need to start. Maybe it's that small group you need to lead. Maybe it's that teaching curriculum that he wants you to write. Maybe it's the investment that he's asking you to move into. Maybe it's that firstborn baby. Shoot, maybe it's that secondborn baby. Maybe it's that house that you want to build. Maybe it's that mission trip that you want to go on. Maybe it's the, the new direction that you need to move into. Maybe it's the new job that he's put in your heart that you need to quit your old one and go to a new one. Maybe it's some of those things. Then do it. But I'm scared, Pastor Jake. Well, then do it scared. It's good to be a little nervous about that stuff. That means you have faith. Faith and fear are so much alike. Fear keeps you away. Faith moves you forward. But they have the same feeling. <laughs> so if there's not a little bit of that going on, then you're doing it wrong. Okay? Then you're doing it wrong. Again, what should have taken the Israelites 11 days to go to the promised land only took, took them 40 years because of the lack of faith. And their lack of belief in God's word and promises brought forth the wrath of God. He cursed them with 40 years of wilderness wandering until the unbelieving generation died off, never stepping foot into that promised land. So if God is speaking to you to do it, 
If you see the land in front of you, doesn't matter how many giants are in the land, it doesn't matter what's in that land, if he's speaking to you to do it, then go possess the land. Go take it. Go do it. He's got you. He's with you. Now, these things are all about the luggage that we carry. I'm not talking about anything else but these three things. And you really have to genuinely ask yourself, do I, do I have this? Do I, am I carrying this? Because again, it's only luggage. What? If you carry it. It's only luggage if you carry it. Kristen saw that on the Hallmark movie. What great American channel. We don't watch Hallmark anymore. It's only luggage if you carry it. Let's pray. God, you're awesome. We love you. We bless you. <sighs> Jesus. I just ask you this morning, God, that your spirit would move in our hearts and our lives so we don't carry these things into 2024. Help us, Lord, to move in you. I'm gonna ask two questions this morning as the ministry team comes forward and gets prepared to pray for people. First question is this, are you here this morning and you don't know who Jesus is? I'm not asking you if you've been to church before. I'm asking you, have you committed your life to Jesus? Maybe you have and maybe you've ran away from him. Maybe you've fallen away. Like my, like, like my son said, he's here for you. He's a God of multiple chances and there's always that one more time you can come back to him. Come on, prayer team, come forward now. If you're here this morning and you're saying to yourself, man, pastor, I hear what you're saying and I'm not serving God and I want to. If that's you, just raise your hand real quick and put it right back down if that's you. Come on, no one else is looking around, just you and Jesus. Is that you this morning? Say, pray for me, man. I need him. Good, we're all family. Praise the Lord. If you're here this morning and you're saying to yourself, man, I've got some luggage. I've got some luggage that I need to just, that I need to just give up. I need to just surrender to the Lord. If that's you, can you just raise your hand real quick? Put it right back down. Good. Good. It should be a lot more of us, to be honest with you. I'll raise my hand because we all got it. Why don't we go ahead and stand today? I'm gonna close in prayer. If you raise your hand for any certain thing, we got these prayer people up here, these prayer partners that would love to pray with you and partner with you in prayer. We wanna prophesy over you. We wanna speak into your life. We wanna believe for that thing for you. But Father, I just pray here this morning that as you've given us the perfect opportunity, God, to come into your house and encounter you. I just ask this morning that your spirit will move upon our lives. Let your glory come. Transform us, change us, direct us, lead us into that promised land, Father. We honor you today and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you need any prayer for anything, just find somebody up here. Love you guys. Happy New Year, everyone. Have a great day.